Know you waiting on your days to get better. You see a whole lot of change with the help of a prayer. No matter how big the problem is, God is great. No matter how big the problem is, God is great. Come on, time and time again. You still show us we going. Feel this up when we within it. Shine your light where it was. They said you never let us down. With your words, we will find on that we learn through these trials. We remind us why we smile. Know you waiting on your days to get better. You see a whole lot of change with the help of a prayer. No matter how big the problem is, God is great. No matter how big the problem Ooh, is, God is great. Hey, how are you? Welcome to Pure Reflections, the podcast where we talk about motherhood, womanhood, and discipleship. I'm your host, Danielle Thompson, resident in counseling and mentor. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to hit subscribe. And now sit back, relax, and listen as I share what I've learned on my journey. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle. I have my good friend with me, Elliot. We went to high school together, and I'll just let him do a little intro about himself before we jump right in. Uh, Thanks. Thanks, Danielle. Um, Hi, yeah. My name is Elliot. I am a photographer. I shoot with a company called Elliot Nation Photography. I've been shooting for over 10 years, but I started being independent about two years ago. So, yeah. And just to let you guys know, he does really good work. Like, his photography is very in-depth. He has a very good attention to detail. So if you guys are looking for anyone to do your photography work, he's definitely the person to do that. And he travels. So, Elliot, why don't you just tell them a little bit about how they can get in contact with you? Oh, yeah. My my handle on Instagram is ElliotNationPhoto. Two L's, two T's on Elliot. So um, should be able to find me there. Okay, cool. So, um, Elliot, I know you don't really know much about why I asked you to record with me. So I'm just going to give you a little backdrop. And then I have a few questions for you. I promise it's not going to be anything crazy. It's just some reflection questions because, you know, this is a reflections podcast. So um, I decided that I wanted to do a project where I just get in contact with people that I went to high school with or people that I have mm-hmm. encountered along my own personal journey and kind of just give them an opportunity to tell their story about life after high school or, you know, just where they came from and where they are now and where they plan to go. So I thought it would be dope for other people to hear it, especially people that probably wouldn't have an opportunity to even think about some of the things that will be discussed through other people's testimony. So just to kind of encourage people to keep pushing. And I'm like, why not have a whole bunch of people tell their story, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. That's great. We do need that conversation out there right now. So thank you for starting this. Uh, No problem. No problem. So I guess my first question would be, what was life like for you growing up? (laughs) Uh, I know right, that's so, loaded, right? <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's because I'm usually the weird one in the group because um, it's not to be rude or anything, but I kind of lived life kind of in a bubble. You know, I just wasn't really prepared for all that the world had to offer in terms of, you know, professional, you know, being a professional. Um, but after a while, you get used to it and you look back and you say, wow, you know, I, I, I think I, I narrowed down my perspective. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of had a, 
uh, a really good background growing up in the church. Um, and that's why I said like kind of bubble, because if you've ever been to church, you know, sometimes they can um, teach you one side and you learn the other side on your own. And you're like, oh, you're a, are you a rebel now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, like you, you kind of um, realize, you know, hey, that, that, was a, that was a good stepping stone for me. Um, so grew up in a church background. I'm a Jamaican. I, uh, I was born in Jamaica, but I came up here when I was like three. So I don't know a lot. <laughs> don't worry. I came my, here when I was five. <laughs> right. But that's my home. That's my home. My whole family's Jamaican born and everything. So, um, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's kind of my childhood. So can you like elaborate a little bit about, um, you know, having to learn the other side and what uh, that was like for you? I'll be straight with you. Um, I didn't really know the other side till I was like in my in my late teens. Like mm-hmm. the, the the and that the other side came to me when I was like, um, I mean, you just make the the decisions and you learn from those decisions. Crap, I messed up. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, and you really don't know it until it happens to you. And people tell you what to do and what not to do, but sometimes you have to learn from experience and. The problem with that is we tend to use that experience as an identity. And I, you, you shouldn't really identify yourself with those negative actions because people change. And when you get over that hump, you realize it, it's not who you are um, and you can decide who you are. So um, I don't know, I feel like I'm rambling on that. No, so the whole purpose is to is to reflect and to be genuine, right? And, you know, I could attest to that, too, because I didn't really know what the real side of the world was until after I had my son. And even then, I didn't really know what that looked like. So I grew up in the church. No, let me not lie like that. I'm sorry. (laughs) I visited periodically, but I did not grow up in the church. Let me make that clear. I did not grow up in the church. I did grow up, however, with my mom making sure that we understood that um, God was our survival mechanism and that we needed him to be successful in life. So prayer was very heavy. Knowing your Psalms was very heavy. Knowing the Our Father prayer was very heavy. So things like that. So um, I guess my mom really found a way to bring God into the home instead of um, being in church all the time. Not saying that I never went, but you know what I mean. But that's the best place to find God. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, in my perspective, the best place to find him is outside of the church because mm-hmm. that, that's when you have some personal time with him. You know, a lot of times people can teach you their perspective on things, but you have to find God for yourself, especially when he calls upon you and you, know, you just got to answer it. Yeah. Sometimes in church, there's a lot of distractions. Um, it's helpful to have a good community like that, but sometimes you, you're just overwhelmed, you know? Yeah. I will be honest with you, though, um, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believe that God is an experiential God, and I believe that, you know, you can't really know him unless you have opportunities and situations that force you to rely on him. Mm. And through those, and correct me, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I mean, I know for me, you know, my intimacy with him really grew when I was faced with challenges that forced me to trust him. 
And that's how my relationship really matured with him. And what I can say about that is, you know, having that perspective and that mindset of who God is, when I grew up and started learning about all these things in the world with Christianity and stuff like that, Uh I was like, oh my gosh, is this real? Like, Uh people really utilize it as a joke the way that some people do like you know it's it it was very eye-opening for me and I could be honest with you and say it took probably till a few years ago for me to really understand that not because a person says that they're Christian are they really Christian like there's different levels to Christians right that's true and not only the different levels but but um (laughs) you can get to the top level and then find yourself right back to square one. Yeah. You know, so people, people think, you know, just because you're the pastor, you know, you're better than everybody else. No, that pastor can be lower than you. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the titles don't have anything to do on your level uh, yes. of your spirituality. But yeah. Okay. I definitely agree with that. So what would you tell the middle school you? Middle school me? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good question, actually. I would let's have a sit down. You know, let me let me just imagine little Ellie right here next to me. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely want you to do that. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, well, I mean, I would tell them, I tell them, hey, um, don't be afraid and be honest, um, because I think at that time, sometimes I just I, I was very to myself, I was very private. So I tell him, um, you know, if I was like an actual person, if I was a random person that he trusted me, if I was his brother, I'm like, you can trust me. You can tell me whatever you need to tell me, no matter what it was, I'm here for you. And for me, I had a brother and sister and they were there for me. I just probably um, just didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the funny thing about it is um, I was very honest with them very straight up with those people that were close in my life. I give thanks to that. But sometimes you just need an extra push. Yeah. Um but yeah man, um I think I don't I don't have any regrets of my decisions back then because ultimately at the end of the day you grow up and you look back retrospect and you say, you know, no matter what happened back then I'm kinda happy who I am today. Yeah. Um so that's cool. Yeah, I probably just gave him a heads up. Good job. Just you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, imagine middle school you, right? Like, if I would have said to mm-hmm. middle school me, "Hey, don't be afraid. You got this. Keep going," I would have looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Like, mm. don't be afraid of what? The thing about it, yeah, because they, they're not ready. <laughs> they don't know yet. That's mm-hmm. it. They just they're just not not aware of what's coming ahead of them. So I guess. Instead of, you know, telling them something, I'd bring them somewhere. Bring okay. them somewhere where they haven't been. Um, and me being up, like I said, you know, I feel like I was a little bubble when I was growing up. I'd bring them somewhere where I haven't been. You know, I'd probably bring them to, um, there's a place that, that would have scared me. Um, I mean, I'm not going to bring them to a strip club, but <laughs> I mean, but I'd probably bring them someplace where, where um, he'd be, he'd be in the presence of, of people who are not like him, right. you know, and, and, and not tell him to be comfortable around them, but just, just to observe, you know, 
and observe and, and experience that. You know what I mean? So uh, a, a middle schooler is, is in their early teens and, and or sorry, some of them are, yeah. I mean, I mean, at that point they're deciding and they're, you know, their identity at that time. It's a, it's a transitional state for them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you have to be very careful um, in terms of how you teach that person with that experience too. So I don't know where I'll take him, but I definitely take him somewhere he, he he's never been before. Right. You know? So what is it that you think you needed fresh out of high school? Like what do if anything, do you think that um you could have been more properly equipped to dive into the real world or if not, you know, just what was that transition like for you? Um, well I feel like I I could have used um I had mentors when I was growing up, so I can say that. And they did write to me by all of what they knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe I needed a, a financial conversation. Okay. Um, I think growing up, understanding finances in terms of loans, in terms of um, you get paid for what you do, um, and you put that money towards something and then once it's gone, you have to know how to handle that, that, that drought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think those like life lessons is something I would have appreciated when I was growing up because then I would have made better decisions in terms of college and choices of loan. Right. Um, um, everybody, you know, has went through that decision, you know, but, but, um, for me, I really feel like that, that kind of handicapped me because, I could have made more better decisions in terms of financing. Now I'm learning how to how to um, do better with that part of my life, and I'm just like, wow, I wish I knew that back then. Because um, the people that were in my life mentoring me, they taught me a lot about success. They taught me a lot about how to how to deal with um, leadership and stuff like that. But in terms of financing, I guess my mindset just wasn't there. Right. Um, so sometimes you just need more discipline and. You know, I guess that's that's probably what I what I would have used. So, what part does your Caribbean background or Jamaican background have to play in that? Mm. And like, not necessarily like helps or well, not necessarily could have helped. Um, I guess what I'm asking is, how does your the fact that your family is immigrants, right? How yeah. does that shape, or did that shape? Um, just how you perceive things going through school, your perception. Okay. Or even now. I mean, the the funny thing about that is, you know, um, school school is very very big in Jamaica. Yeah, I think you already know that. Like, you know, you, yeah, it, it's serious. It's no joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you're it's if you're going to school, that's that's your life. Um, and coming up here, I, I didn't understand that seriousness, but my brother did. You know, my brother was extremely intelligent back in Jamaica within the school system. And, and, um, when he came up here, it was, it was just like a, it was like a, a change in mindset in terms of how they did their education up here. So he understands the, the contrast, but as, as for me, I feel like, um, you know, my mom um, being a lab, tician, a lab technician back in Jamaica and my dad being a successful business person, they, they 
moving up here with the same mindset in terms of, you know, you should go to school, go to college. And they supported me the whole way. I couldn't have asked for anything better. Right. You know, I, I, I the, the God bless me with really um, amazing parents who supported me in terms of my ambition. And because I my my goals were to go into architecture and take my art into that field. But as time progressed, you know, things change and you look at yourself and you say, what, what should I really contribute to society? Mm-hmm. So in terms of education, um, Jamaica really helps you respect, um, respect, uh, you know, going all the way. Um, but, but uh, I'll be honest with you right now, I look at education now, and this is just not in terms of Jamaica, it's just in terms of me. Right. I've learned that no matter what job you have, no matter if you're a doctor or you're a custodian, you know, your finances are not, are not narrowed by your, um, by your, by occupation. You know, you can invest into many different fields and build some good passive income that helps you along the way of your, um, of your business. Right. So, um, in Jamaica, I'm not sure if they taught that. Um, but I would, I would be very happy to know that actually I'm going to, I should probably talk to my cousin about that. Cause he's in Jamaica right now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I was going to ask you, um, what part does your faith play in your, in your life and how you see things now? Um, my faith, I'll be honest with you. Uh, that's, that's, that's the core of me right now. Mm -hmm. Um, can you share a little bit? Because, you know, with everything going on in today's world, you know, new age religion and just everything overall, there's a lot of deception and there's a lot of options, right? And, right. you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people are searching for truth and what's, what's going to be real and fitting for them. That's true. Uh, well, my faith play for me in my life is a cornerstone. As we talked about before, you know, that's kind of where, where I grew up. So even when meeting new relationships, I, I always go back to, I don't want to sound cliche here, but what would Jesus do? <laughs> that's right, that's right. something I always think about, you know, in terms of how I treat people and how I make my decisions. The, the unfortunate thing about Christian in terms of religion and your faith, you know, is is you look at yourself and the sin that you do and you sometimes feel regret in terms of your your relationship with God. And you'd be like, you know, I'm sorry for what I did to you because I know what you did for me. And and that is a is a rocky boat that sometimes sets you off of your of your cornerstone, but you always come back to it. And for me, in terms of my faith, I use that as a as a as a it's like a glue between me and my friends, um, between me and my and my, even my some my my um, business partners. Um, it's it's hard to you know i'm gonna be honest here please be honest (laughs) i'm sorry no right (laughs) though though it's a cornerstone for me i i have i have had some bad history in the past um when god was really revealing himself to me i pretty much wasn't sure if i was supposed to stay in my church um Growing up in one church my entire life, I asked myself, um, is what they're preaching legit? 
Right. And that question came about when they asked me to lead a group. And the group was the best thing that ever happened to me. I love them. And the, the thing about it was when they asked me to lead it, the position was more of a pastoral position. Um, I wasn't a pastor or anything, but I knew the responsibilities that it took. And when you're growing up in church, they tell you what to do, but some people like me didn't read for themselves. And when I started reading for myself, I was looking at the church and I'm saying, are we, are we looking at salvation the right way? Are we looking at how we treat money the right way? Are, are we looking at how we perceive God in the right way? And that, and that, that shook me to my core. It shook me to a point where I didn't know if I can talk to my family about it, if I can talk to my friends about it. I just stepped back. And stepping back was what led me to God. It led me straight into my word, into my Bible, because I knew if it's not in the Bible, I don't want to hear from anybody else. I agree so with that. So I opened up my book and I just started reading Matthew. I went from Matthew to Mark to Luke to John all the way to the end. And I was just on fire just hearing all these stories, seeing what's going on here for the first time. And I've been a Christian for my whole life. And I'm like, I've never read these stories for myself. And that, that, that shows you, you know, like, yeah, some people in there are just, they just don't know what they believe in. And I was definitely one of them. I didn't know what I believed in. Yeah. And because you, I believe, nobody could tell me I didn't believe in God, but did I know? No. When I was reading for myself, I was like, wow. Um, there's some things that we need to check. And to voice these things to your church is one of the most difficult things you can do um, in a community. Um, it's like, it's like a, a son trying, seeing his you know, father cheating and trying to confront them about that. You know what I mean? It's very difficult to do that. So I went to, I went to some of my leaders and spoke to them about this, and they thought I was being influenced by somebody that I knew. And I'm telling them, no, I'm just reading the book. And they kept on dogging me that thinking that I wasn't, you know, being legit in terms of my, um, my, my research. And it scared me. It really scared me because I was wondering if I'm reading the book right. Am, am I stupid? <laughs> am I am, like, is this, is this, is, it scared the hell out of me. Right. Uh, um, so um, that made me step back from my church me step back from my relationship with my family and stuff like that and and I just took a break and but the thing about it is I had God though that was the funny thing even though I was afraid of the people I was afraid of these relationships that I had and I loved I had him and I was secure in that and that that was the best thing that I that that, that happened to me so I was like, all right, well, I know what I believe in now. I know how I look at, I know how I perceive God. I know how I perceive salvation and in these other things that I was dealing with. And I'm like, all right, um, I need to um, state my peace and, and move forward. So I went to my elder and I spoke to him about what I was dealing with. And I told him I had to apologize because I was hurt. And I had to forgive him, even though he really didn't do anything wrong because he was telling me what he believed in. You know, and I can't wrong him for that, but I didn't agree. So I had to make the decision to to move forward. And the, the thing about that is it's not 
it's not straightforward when you're moving away from the church. You're going back every now and then trying to see, you know, you have relationships here. They're real people. Yeah. So I was always coming, you know, and just check on them. But after a while, it just seemed fake. And that's not, that's not real, you know? So it, it was, it was a really difficult process for me to go through that. And I'm still going through it now. Um, I haven't found a church home. <laughs> but I still read my Bible and I talk with my brothers and sisters who, who are in Christ and we hash it out all the time. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that I know so many people who do not have a church home right now. And, you know, I can, I can be very honest with you move into Virginia. I struggled with that. I thought I found one and I was like, you know, I'm still in transition. This probably isn't really what it is for me, but um really learning how to maintain your relationship with God outside of the four walls, outside of having somebody to call two four seven. Not saying you don't have people you can lean on, but actually having to walk it out like every day. Just walk it out and fall on mm-hmm. your face and get up and try again and you know, just really going through the ups and downs of life with God. Like that's a different type of um journey versus mm-hmm growing up in church, being fed the word, going to Bible study, Bible study, going to Sunday school, you know, just all these different um, traditional things that you would typically do in a church to then have to be in the real world, like, let me learn how to walk type thing, you know? Right, right. That's so true. Um, And a lot of the traditional things can sometimes just be cultural. You know, and when you look at that and you see like, you know, some of these practices is just a part of your culture and don't, you know, try to blur the line. There's a difference between culture and, and um, I don't know what's the other side, let's call it, let's call it truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a difference between culture and truth. You know, God tells us to sing. God tells us to pray, you know, but, but he doesn't tell us which genre to sing in. And just because your culture sings music in this particular genre doesn't mean that other cultures singing in this genre is any different in terms of their belief. You know, so true. <laughs> and and it's, it's, a, it's really important for us to have unity in terms of our differences. And even today, when we look at the racial difference in, in the segregation in terms of our um, opinions in America in terms of race and equality, you know, it's it's really important to understand that you are different and respect that difference. So the Bible has application in current day situations, not just in terms of their faith issues, you know, and stuff that's going on within the church community, but also today in our day-to-day issues. So yeah, there's a difference between culture and truth. And, you know, but um sometimes we try to we try to blur the line and you know it's important to understand, you know love your culture love your people love what you're about but don't make it doctrine yeah you know so and really taking the time to find your identity in that process Mm because you know that identity crisis is real for a christian not only for a christian for anyone but like when you take on the identity of a christian you have to then find your identity within the christian world and then that's like a whole nother ball game you know, that you have to really navigate. And if you don't have the proper um, support to 
to really help you go through that, not saying that, you know, the Holy Spirit is not sufficient. The Holy Spirit is sufficient, but we are relational beings, you know, and sometimes we, we need other humans to, to be there for us throughout these journeys. Mm, that's true. No, that is so true. And that, that's, that's the importance of, of community, you know, and, um, <laughs> that's that's the bad thing about not being in a church home. Yeah, you know, yeah. you like that community. It's important. You need it, and sometimes it hurts you. But <laughs> it's important. I think for me in this time, I'm learning how to establish that community outside of the church. Mm. Like to really be <laughs> self-accountable to scheduling um, phone calls, to scheduling times to meet up with people, to schedule mm-hmm. times to be poured into, you know, to really yeah. be self-accountable to nurturing myself and not be a babe anymore, but to actually get meat and get substance. Facts. Preach. What? I'm just yo. saying, yo, like, <laughs> it's hard out here. It is yo, hard out real. here. That is real. And, that, that you know, that's the importance of, of of reaching out to one another you know <laughs> the funny thing about it is is that's what this whole COVID thing has really helped us to do mm-hmm. is um reach out to people that we haven't been speaking to lately don't take this 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 um situation as some you know setback it's it's really helpful in terms of your relationships with people because yeah. we have the technology to communicate we have it it's in your hands right now Yep. You know, it's it. There's no reason for us not to call somebody and say, "Hey, I love you. I'm checking up on you." Mm-hmm. You know, and and sometimes you got some junk that we gotta hash out, get that out the way. Tomorrow's not promised to you. You know, the funny thing about it is, is you, we see all this all this stuff on the news where it just you know it reminds us that you know tomorrow isn't promised. Yeah. You know. We do need to check up on each other and and show that love and accountability to one another. And the the funny thing about it also is um is um we have all these apps and sermons that are online. You know, there, there's no reason for us to have church at home by ourselves. This past Sunday, you know, I'm not in church, um, but I was watching a sermon with my sister on their TV. You know, and that was a moment for me and my family to have a good relationship together, have a good moment, and we're still learning about the word of God. Yeah. You know? And it brings a lot of heart issues to the surface, like brings loneliness, brings rejection, you know, brings unhappiness in relationships. Like this time really allows things to be surfaced. But I must be honest, and I say this with the utmost humility, mm. COVID has been nothing but a blessing for me. Like I, mm. I can't even can't even deny not saying there has not been challenges since it has started but if I look at the overall picture Mm -hmm. and if I really reflect on it like it has been a blessing in many different ways and I'm grateful for it wow that's so good yeah so good to hear that that's true it for me as well you know I'm grateful for again like we've been talking about the relationships that have been strengthened, um, legit people starting to say, yo, just checking up on each other. Um, for me, I, I really do believe, um, one of my friends is even mentioning how, now, <laughs> I don't know if you heard about this, but people think like COVID is, is a, is a, 
is a precursor to the apocalypse. Uh-huh. And that conversation has been starting with me and some of my friends. And I was just like, I don't know where this is coming from, but I'm reading the word. I'm like, oh, you guys are talking about what you're talking about in Revelation. It's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, okay, I see where you're coming from with that. Right. But I'm, but I'm, but some of them were having a lot of anxiety because of it, and I'm like, why are you having anxiety? It's just different. I'm like, what do you mean? Some people are having a hard time dealing with the fact that they're living in the end days. But I'm like, it was the end days, two thousand years ago, and what what God tells you to do is to be ready, be prepared, and keep on being a good steward of what He's given you, you know, trust over until he returns he doesn't want us being lazy and not taking care of what needs to be done during this time right. you know he, he 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 needs his gospel to be shared to all nations until his return so even though COVID is going on even though we got this the these um these racial situations going on there's still work that needs to be done you know there's still love that needs to be shared and honestly the love of god i think is a really good answer for all the stuff that we're dealing with. Um, so COVID, man. Um, COVID is an- like the hour before alarm you get on your calendar. Like, yeah. <laughs> you got an event coming up. You got an hour to prepare. Yeah. But I tell you, yo, this year has been hard, though. It has. You know, has. I mean, yo, from month, from the beginning of the year, I mean, when Kobe died, everybody yeah. was shook. You know, especially for people from our generation, it's just like, whoa. You know, and then after that, you know, Breonna Taylor and and then, you know, we everybody saw the video with oh my gosh, with um George Floyd and Yeah. You know, it's 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 not ending anytime soon, but but now we're having a hurricane. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Where the hurricane at? I actually don't see it coming yet. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> it'll probably hit me before it hits you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But the but the, the the funny thing about it is is you know time isn't stopping. Things are always going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. Love still needs to persist. You know. We need to not be afraid. Um, and but we do need to have a voice and we do need to say something and how do you remain to, hopeful though me actually that's a good question i think i think it's just i don't i don't i don't i'm not an optimist you know okay. i used to think like that and think positive the grass is green on the other side but that's just it's just not realistic i take a, a little bit more um a literal point of view in terms of things but i like to balance things out Okay. Um, I I try to be as analytical as I can so I can find the solution. So if there is a problem and I feel a little anxious and my blood is pumping and you know adrenaline's moving, I don't know what to do. I just I I start counting. Just like all right, one, two, three, and not not actually seeing numbers in my head, but looking at the different aspects of this of the problem. Right. Finding those aspects of the problem helps me to navigate and center where I'm at. So then now I know where, I, where I'm in the situation. How can I solve me so I can fix this problem? Because a lot of the times when I have issues or whatever, I'm going through crap or I have anxiety, I, I know that I'm at the center of that problem. 
not, whatever the problem is, I feel like I just have to fix me and then the problem will fix itself. Right. Um, uh, perfect example is uh, debt. Are we dealing with debt? And one time I got like, like, like five calls from bill collectors. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell am I going to do with all this crap? <laughs> and COVID happened. And as a photographer, a lot of my business comes from entertainment. And so since there's no more entertainment, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I signed up for the, for the, for the, for the um, relief fund. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, you know, um, obviously. I didn't you know, even bother. <laughs> you know, when they said no, I was just like, all right. So this is, this is stressful. This is stressful for me. You know, I got my car insurance, got my rent. I got my, my phone bill. I got um, these credit cards and, you know, these, all these debts have to be paid, you know, and, and that got me really anxious. But at the end of the day, sitting around being scared, isn't going to help me. I, I looked at the problem and I found out this is a great opportunity to network with people because people are dealing with the same problems. You're not the only one. There's sympathy out there with these companies as well. So I just like, all right, make the phone call. Called the companies up, asked them for some help, and they gave me some time off. And within that time, business picked back up. And I give God thanks for that. Right. As a business came in, there was no reason for me to be working. So I was I was really grateful for the patience that God gave me during that time. Um, but at the end of the day, it was up to me to say to myself, it's well, you know, it was up to me to recognize God's, God's, you know, comforting spirit. And you're like, you know, it's, it's all right. So, so basically what I hear you saying is that like, you, you really had to learn how to take it one day at a time and trust the process. You know, you're really good at shortening things up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That is perfect. Yeah. Don't don't mind me. Don't mind me. Nah, it's it's true though. One step at a time, you know. You know, you you do have to take it one step at a time because if you if you take a couple extra steps, you're gonna miss the lessons. Yeah. You know, and all those other those little tiny inches to get to that foot is something you learned each inch of the way. You know, so, um, yeah, man. And I'm sure there's a parable in the book for that. Of course, of course. I mean, I, I, it makes me think about um, people that wonder why they're in the same cycle in their lives year after year, month after month, and can't get out of it. And what yeah. I've learned is that, you know, God is not going to allow you to go to the next step if you do not successfully complete the first one. Like, he's not going to allow you to go to B. Like, he needs you to master yeah. A, get mm-hmm. 100% on A, not 98 <laughs> He don't yep. need two percent. Like <laughs> you need a hundred, and then you can move on to B. But understand that the minute that you think you master something, it's like the rug gets pulled from underneath you, and right. it's like it's Mario, and you level up, and you're like, and now you right. gotta learn how to master that territory and that new season and that space again. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow, yo. Like I used to be like, yeah, if I just do this, then I got it. Like I, I figured yeah. it out. I'm good to go. And I used to be so heartbroken <laughs> when it's like, nah, sis, this is, let's go a little deeper, you know? And that's what the word talks about. Deep, call it on the deep, you know? Like that yeah. used to 
to be such a heartbreaker for me? Like, why can't I just be great? Why can't I just win and <laughs> think I mastered it? But no. Um, that's where pride but, comes in. Yeah, and you know, God loves humility in terms of pride, but but we can't always win. You know, the the, the most successful people in the world are people who have lost. Yeah. Look at anybody, you'll find that they've lost a lot more so they can get to where they've gotten to. You know, point 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 of example, look at Jesus. He's one of the he he suffered so much which is why we can empathize and he can sympathize with us with what we go through. You know, he suffered so much just so that, you know, we could, um, we could have our place with him up, up in heaven. But, but ultimately you look at that and you say, man, he has to do a lot of, a lot of selflessness so that he can accomplish his goal. And if we think about that selfless attitude, ultimately that, that that's, that's what keeps you going. You know, you look, look at Jordan and what he did. His selfless attitude to accomplish his vision got him to where he needed to go. And you can look at a lot of these people, but um, but ultimately, um, I'm um, I'm um, I'm really intrigued by by your story more. By my more. story? Yeah. Well, how so? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. Um, being being. You're a single mom? I am. That is that is one of the most superhero things you can do. Thank you. I'll be straight up with you. I, I, I respect that because I've never been in that position in terms of my family. I don't have a mom. I, I've always had a mom and a dad. Mm-hmm. But I look at that and I and I see my friends who do things like that. I'm just like, wow, you guys are really doing great. And I and I and I look at families and I say, I I there's a beauty in having the male figure in that relationship there. But at the end of the day, um, sometimes they, they have their own situation to deal with and they move forward. Right. And I'm just like, wow. Um, I look at, I look at people like you and your story and I see that you, how you guys progress through this world. I'm just like, yo, I respect that. You guys are out there doing your work. I, I tell you no lie, when people ask me, you know, how I've been able to accomplish what I've been able to accomplish in the time that I have, mm-hmm. you know, I can wholeheartedly say that if I did not really adapt the mindset that God is my father first, mm-hmm. and in him being my father, he's my kid's father too, so, you know, that that responsibility immediately like just split split in half probably not even in half maybe he took 90 I took 10 or 80 20 I don't know but the the emotional component behind it mm-hmm. became so much more bearable wow. and that that is really how I've been able to navigate it and it's it's honestly just his grace like it, it really, really is because I don't think I could have done it so eloquently without his grace. Mm, that is true. That you is know? true. So when people say things like that to me, it it took me a while to actually accept 
compliments of such sort because it's like, yo, if y'all only knew, <laughs> if y'all only knew how many you know, times. I, I don't, I don't try to play like I know because I can't. Oh and my gosh! It's, it's 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 just it sucks to not be able to be on that that wavelength because I think there's like a super it, there really is like a super power that comes with that. It, it's like this bulletproofness that you guys got. You know, um, but that grace, you can't beat that. You can't beat it. I would <laughs> trade it for the world. Like, man, ugh. But thank you. I appreciate that. That you flipped the script on me. I was supposed to be. Oh, uh, I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all right. I appreciate it. I, I, I'm happy to be in a place where number one, I could reconnect with people that I didn't really have an opportunity to step to establish a friendship with in school because it only of. I'm sorry because of the things that I was dealing with during my time in school that. Yeah you know, you, you automatically go on autopilot and you yeah. everything, That's you know? True. So I'm just grateful to have an opportunity to salvage, right? And mm-hmm. that God has given me an opportunity to be reconciliated in that way to actually enjoy hearing other people's stories. Wow, that's dope. No, that's, that's, this is a much needed um, service that you're doing here. This is awesome. Thank you. There's a lot of stories out there that need to be heard. Yeah. Um, and even though I'm new to this, I'm with it. I'm all for <laughs> it. <laughs> no, all no, for this it. Is, this is going to blow up. This is blowing up, man. This is awesome. And I, uh, and I appreciate being a part of this. How would you help your children navigate finding their purpose in God or in Christ? Let's say Christ to make it a little bit more specific. That's good. I um, how would I help them? That's a good yeah. question. To navigate that, because that's not an easy thing. Like finding your purpose is not easy. Like, well, in terms of purpose, you know, that's a hard topic for me to talk about as well. Okay. Um, because I kind of grew up not thinking a lot about finding your purpose. I kind of was almost against that because i yeah it's it's not like it was um i was i was just you know like no no i don't want to have a purpose it was just it sometimes the, the church lingo would scare me away you okay. know and it's just that. as it does so a lot of people I recently, yeah right like i recently came to terms of understanding that yeah you do have a purpose and i realized that that is something it's a personal journey between you and god yes i can't give my child their purpose that is that is something that God has to establish with them, um, as He does with everybody. But I can be, you know, a helpful mediator. I can be um, a messenger, you know. Um, but ultimately, they have to make the decision with Him. So what I would do with my child is, um, I try to make sure that they ha- they read every day. I read every day with them, and we're gonna go through all the chapters. Because having that knowledge helps them to make their decisions. After they have that knowledge, I think prospectively, I would, um, I would like to see what they would like to do with that knowledge or how they would interpret it or transfer that or teach it or whatever to, to um, someone else. Um, if they can do that effectively, whatever they go through, they'll take those stories with them. Right. 
And that that's the that's the and I say read the Bible because the New Testament shows you a lot of grace, but the Old Testament will show you a lot of wrath. And when I read the Old Testament, that shook me up my up my sin. <laughs> I, was like, I was like hold up hold right up. like man i'm gonna i'm gonna chill for a moment <laughs> i didn't know it was this bad <laughs> yo let me tell you the best thing for me about christ is that how gully he is like i just love how gangster yeah. he is i really do like mm-hmm. i don't think it gets any better than him mm-hmm no, he's a he's a he'll he'll look at you in your eye and tell you you wrong, and then you make you just walk away like you got nothing left to say. <laughs> like for real, but I love you though. I love you. I love you, I love you though. I love you though. Like chin up. <laughs> yo, yo, that's the truth. But it yeah, man. Truth. Yeah, man. I mean, look, uh, uh, children, children are children. You know, they they'll 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 learn from you what you teach them. You know, and, and if, if you have that respect in their life and they're willing to learn from you because at some point they're going to mature and make their own decisions. Yeah. So I think as a parent, though, mm-hmm. you know, what I've learned thus far, and I'm no expert, but, you know, I, I do think I know a couple of things. And um, one of my prayers is always, God, show me how to be a good mother to my children. Show me how to be a better mother to them. Show me how to really help them develop their their spiritual gifts and their skill sets that you have given to them naturally as well. And highlight to me the, the things that they are really good at so that I can further develop and help them to train in. And, you know, I know for me as a child, if that if that was something that I had, I think that I would have had an easier transition uh-huh. into number one, adulthood, but number two, actually really understanding that I was created with a specific type of gifts that nobody else could do it like me. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So from my for my kids, I try to pay attention, like what are they good at? what what comes to them easy what do they enjoy you know trying to be a good steward over them in that capacity and just pray and ask god like god i may not know what your purpose and your perfect will for them is but i do know that you have equipped them with this set of skill sets help me to really develop and nurture them into that so that they at least have something to reference to as they get older right no that is beautiful and i agree because they they should be into something that they want like to do and to that they're they're skilled at you know yeah. god gives us gifts and god will give you something and endow you with something you can use to serve with so you know for you to do something that's perfect and i would i would adapt that like tomorrow <laughs> but that's not happening tomorrow because that's it takes longer for that to happen but <laughs> but but yeah man um that's 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 beautiful that's 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 really true um well i um, hope you have the children that you want i really do i hope god blesses you with a beautiful wife and that you guys have some beautiful children and you get that opportunity to just experience god as a parent yeah, that would be a blessing. Yeah. That would be a blessing. But I give I give you thanks for that prayer. Um but it is, it is it is it is, you know, you ask for things, but you also know that is in God's will. And yes. you just take whatever he gives you, you know. So 
you know, um, I, that's for a whole nother conversation. That's enough, really? That's for a whole, oh, yeah, because you know on. what? You know what? We have the right to put a uh-huh. demand on heaven for the things that uh, we desire. That is definitely another conversation. That okay. is another conversation. Okay. We'll leave it alone. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the closer we get to him is the more that his will and desires become our own. So that when we <laughs> ask for it, he already given it. Yeah, Okay. Okay, I won't, I won't deny. I Just won't saying. deny that because he does say, actually, you shall receive. And he does say that, and I, I do agree. Yeah, um, if you I, abide in me and I abide in you, ask for whatever I you wish, agree. and it will be done unto you. My, my, you know what? I'm not going to start on this. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm as just long as it's in his will, it's <laughs> his, his will, man. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. But yeah. I mean, Thank you so much for being willing to like just sit and genuinely have a conversation with me. Um, I think I think it was dope. It was good getting to just talk with you. No, I appreciate that. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I, I would definitely love to talk, man. I, anytime, I'm I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. So, guys, that's pretty much it for us. Thank you guys for listening. And let us know if you have any questions or anything like that, any comments. And we'll talk next time.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Pure Reflections, the podcast. Be sure to rate, review, hit the subscribe button, and share with a friend. For information about today's show, be sure to check out the show notes below. As always, stay focused, be true, and be you.